Go ahead, Isaac. What are you curious about? Oh, I'm trying to, like, there's something funky with my uh, audio settings here, and I think Shocking. I'm hearing you, you guys twice. You have possibly. complex audio setups? That's I know. fucking dynamic. I know. It's crazy. Well, should we just, we'll intro the show and you just roll with yourself. Oh, yeah. But like, I think it's going to be fun. Our- no, I do the intro when Xavier's gone. Aww. In the outro. Okay. I will note this in the notes as whiny J intro. No, you know you are cutting that. No! It was a noise that came out of your mouth hole, sir. I was trying Not to mine. imitate I was trying to imitate Not Xavier. No. I do the oh intro. Alright, yeah, let us acknowledge at the top of the episode. Xavier is not here. He got pulled into a meeting at work just for just just this hour. Just this one hour. Yeah. Yeah. And we we being the good, good friends that we were uh, that we went are, ahead and recorded without him. We can't we, change. We 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 said go ahead and take this one off. We are not moving for you. Um anyhow. Yeah, uh, for his employer, however, it is what is known as a um a uh, a dick move. No, no, a uh, called shot, right? I mean this yeah. was a precision strike on his schedule. Can can I can I do the intro, please? I mean I guess you could. You could oh intro God. this okay. show, which is, okay. are we doing this? May uh, I do the intro. A, uh, May I do the internet intro. show so with four are. internet friends, but only three today. Okay. Okay. We've got Jay. We've got... Isaac, stop. Isaac, stop. No, 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 you just no, make no, it no. awful? Me. You are like an evil snail. Stop. I know, I'm, oh just, I'm just confirming that like this <laughs> because is... Because he perpetrates terrible things very just, painfully just slowly. Is that what you're saying? I just wanted to confirm that we were on the right show. shut the fuck up so I can do the intro. Like, what okay. if you got mugged by a snail? I feel like that's unlikely to happen. I mean, I got my Glock on me. I'm not worried about it. I'm not sweating a snail. Hmm. Do you carry, Jay? You, we know Welcome Jay Welcome to Are We Doing This, a weekly podcast with four internet friends that have no idea what they're doing. Hosts are Connor, Isaac, and Jay. Xavier's out this week. Let's have fun. So do you carry, Jay? <laughs> Do you want to carry this into the show and lose a lot of listeners? I... Oh, no, I mean, you live in a state where it doesn't really matter whether you're, like, armed or not armed, because the right. human near right. you definitely is armed. Everyone's right? armed. So, like, yeah, whatever. everyone's armed. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to, like, lose I... listeners in your wonderful state of OPSEC, OPSEC. I that starts have... with an I. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have the license that permits me to do so but i generally do not oh one does not carry if one does not need to carry a gentleman does not carry yeah i'm not worried about being accosted in the streets by like like ragamuffins and hooligans and whatnot what are you worried about um I mean, we don't really have to get into it if you don't want Wolverine. to. <laughs> you know, Karen's? I so so here's here was my thought process. I I took some time. I wanted to think uh, and try to be considerate of the fact that our brother it's the first time he's missing out. Isaac the louse has missed out twice. Connor and I are the stalwarts of the program and have never missed an app. Um but I They wanted, call me the rock. Yeah. Ooh. Build, I'm steadfast. Build, I'm build your house. Build your house on a rock. That house ain't going nowhere. Build your house on. Build sand. your house on Connor. Build your house on Connor. 
He's he's fucking hard as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, could build a house on me. I would accept that. I mean, if there was like a little kind of like elf apartment up on my shoulder, I was I'd gonna say on your that. shoulder, like like a like a pirate parrot, but instead of a parrot, it's a house, like a tiny house. Right, because I'm just like a mountainous person, and there's you know like a little ridge line. Up why don't there, you build a like a Why don't you build a little house for Brian there? No, don't. Why yeah. did you remind him? I thought we were going to get through the episode without visiting Brian. Okay, okay, listen, listen. I wanted to be considerate and try to come up with a topic, you know, with Xavier being gone, just something that we could discuss as quickly or not quickly as we want that has no bearing on Xavier, that Xavier would not care about at all if he were here and probably tune us out and so i thought we would start off by talking about bourbon um notepads and notepad holders and pens and stationery um, <laughs> so you're so cruel god i'm so tired for a minute there i was like wait but i'm the one that would tune that out and xavier would like that oh, I- Cause I fucking sell it, okay? I'm just gonna start dropping. Let me some... welcome us. Let me welcome us back to a segment that Jay loves to call. <laughs> Take a note. <laughs> I'm gonna start dropping some links. Okay, so I found um, that I am moving. God, you know that Xavier's gonna like drive off of a snowy road on the way back from his meeting. I'm counting on it. Show notes on his phone. <laughs> I'm counting on Scream it. crying at you. <laughs> You can you oh, my God. oh can you go back to can you I'll find okay uh, we can cut this all out but I'll find the episode uh, that uh, he interrupts and goes no 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 and insert no, it there no 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 <laughs> oh man okay I've decided that I want to have a smaller format uh, like like padfolio instead of like the regular legal pad size I wanted to get like a the smaller format. You're talking like a five by eight. You're talking like talking a... about five by eight. Talking about a five by okay, eight. Okay, okay. And um, so I've I've been casting about. A friend of mine um, told me about this Saddleback Leather Company. They make very very high quality leather goods, hundred year warranty. Like this stuff is legit. And um, so I have uh, purchased the small leather portfolio in black, uh, and then. I am using in the nifty little pen holder that you can see in the picture. I got my Karis Customs Retract Machine uh, Aluminum Tumbled uh, pen with a Pilot G2 1.0 blue refill inside. Uh, And then for the writing portion of it, the notepad portion of it, going with uh, the Levenger Freeleaf Yellow Annotation Rolled Pads in the junior size, a little 5x8 action going on there. And if those are a little bit too costly for your blood, it's okay. We we cater to um, all whims and fancies on this program. The pores. Um, I also have uh, a link to the junior version of the Ampad Gold Fiber Junior Legal Pads that are more reasonable in price. Jay, I got to say... A hundred years seems like a long time to keep a notebook. It does. No, it's not. It does until it does until it's like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine years old, and you are getting yelled at because you forgot to give you know your fucking great grandson like a graduation gift, and you remember that you have this like shitty old flaccid like you know 
been ran over by a truck, like, you know, had multiple liquids spilled on it, like in a shoebox somewhere, and you just send it back in, and they send you a crisp new padfolio, and then you gift that. And, like, I mean, geez, 98 years in the future, this is going to be like $11,000 fucking dollars. So, I mean, I don't expect save, to be I'd here. I'd save myself $11,000. No, no, but you should expect people to use the stuff that you wrote down. Isaac, like, wait, 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 Connor, I, need to, I hate to be rude to you, but I need to interrupt for a second. Can I ask, please, Isaac, what, 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 is, your, what is your issue, two-parter here, what is your issue with a hundred year warranty why wouldn't you accept a hundred year warranty that's just like that's t- to me that's tantamount to like if any like i don't gamble i have many vices in life but gambling is not one of them you know I'm, i i i want to understand this it's like it's like if anybody ever gives you like ten thousand to one odds on anything you take it oh i mean i don't like, have a why, problem like, why would you not take a hundred year warranty i don't have a problem with a hundred year warranty it's just seems like a long time to have a warranty for connor can you please can you like can you like like can you big my brother can you like lend a hand where are you i'm doing this that was that was slightly unclear i don't mean that it seems like a long time to have a warranty for i'd love to have things that like are warranted for 100 years or whatever it just seems oh I must be getting you boring. Done you gone done it. It just it just seems like a long time to have um a notebook. Unless you're like fucking Ernest Hemingway and you're trying oh to Oh my call god, your shots. it's not a notebook. It's the notebook holder. Eh, same thing. Oh Jesus Christ. JJJ, do not be dissolute. Do not let our brother keep you down. Let me See if I can apply my fraternal skills to our brother Isaac and sway him to the to the thought to to being excited about a hundred year warranty. But we're talking specifically about a warranty on a leather notebook right. holder, not yeah, yeah, on yeah, like a yeah. paper notebook itself. Oh, I understand, Isaac. Isaac, brother, sit down with me here. Um, you know, pick up your bourbon drink, and let me tell you, uh. You're the goddamn paterfamilias, sir. You're the founder of the feast. You're starting a whole little empire of Isaac babies. And, you know, one of them is going to inherit some of your stuff. And one of those things is going to be one of these beautiful notebooks. And to know that it comes with, like, a $100 warranty or a 100-year warranty is, uh, you know, like a lovely thing. And something that you can inform those great grandbabies about. And that'll be part of kind of like the genius of your empire. An heirloom I mean, to your kingdom. I mean, that's that's fair. You got to remember, in large part, what you I'm doing here. You have to think here, of this as like the plus one swords uh, that we get to live with, right? Right. right. Like, but in large part, what I'm doing right life. now, Connor, is I'm trying to fill a role. I am trying to make sure that Jay has someone to be mad at because Xavier's not here. But this isn't a. This isn't something to be mad about. This is so, you are intrinsically wrong, and we're trying to make you understand. Like, for example, think about how game changing a hundred year warranty would be on another product. Okay, like consider, if you will, for a moment, the following use case. What if there was a hundred year warranty on lightsabers, baby? And Obi Wan Kenobi hands Luke Skywalker his father's lightsaber and lights that motherfucker up, and he's like, mm, "Great lightsaber, don't want the color," so he sends it back. 
because there's a warranty on it. And he gets whatever fucking color he wants. He's not defined by Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber's color. Are you getting this? You know, I mean, and I, I always felt like, so supposedly the lightsaber color had something to do with kind of the crystal that was, the particular kyber yeah. crystal that was used in Fuck the creation that. of the lightsaber. Fuck that. But, you know, I mean, Sam Jackson asked for a purple lightsaber and he got it. And, you know, like bad guys suspiciously have red lightsabers all right up until the point where they don't. Um, my big question with lightsabers, you're talking about like the lightsaber factory giving lightsabers back. I think the number one way you lose a lightsaber, you drop it. Yeah, and sometimes you drop your hand at the same one. time. That's the number one way. So now we're not talking about a warranty, though. That's not a warranty no, 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 problem. No. Now That's we're an insurance about lightsabers problem. Lightsabers serially cutting through every surface that gravity pulls them towards. Now there's a safety catch, I'm sure. There's no, 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 no dead man switch. Catch. You know, someone builds a lightsaber that doesn't turn off, and it just, and then he drops it. No, Connor, come on. Sir, they're so much sophisticated than too. that. She would not drop her lightsaber or would, fail to install it. There's so much switch. more. Okay, like for, for, for example, my computer after 10 minutes, you know, goes to sleep. I think a lightsaber sure. after it's just been floating in space for like five to seven minutes is like, all right, it's probably not good if I just keep cutting through shit. This is well, what sure, the but computers you can cut through a lot of shit in around, seven minutes. My brother. Right. This is why you need a hyperspace computer to know the right navigation sequences, because if you screw up, you uh, hit a lightsaber that's been floating through space at like 6,000 miles an hour and it chops you. I have to use a horrible phrase and I want to apologize to you, my brothers, and to our handful of listeners for the phrase that I'm about to use. I know it's going to I know it's going to be upsetting and controversial, but is it possible for us to circle on back? to the 100-year warranty with the Padfolio that I purchased for a minute here, just so that we can bring this one home? Sure. Sure. Okay, so, uh, Isaac, I mean, like, I just don't see how you can't see the inherent benefits of a 100-year warranty. No, I'm coming around to I'm coming around to my brother Isaac now that I think about it. This lightsaber metaphor has brought me into thinking about kind of like orbital debris and the like frustratingness of how many having too many things in your life. No, everything everything in life should burn. It's all disposable. You know, it should melt back you into know, the jungle. It's yeah, interesting that, that you say that. It, you know, it is interesting that you say that, Connor, because what that makes me think of is wanting to say, "How about you go fuck yourself?" What does it feel like to be the new Xavier? <laughs> Isaac, break. Isaac, you're off the hook. Oh, thank God. <laughs> this was, that was hard. As the new Xavier, I will yell jazz break. Isaac, I am going to put jazz breaks in. No, if you did it like Xavier, then you'd have to do it wrong. Like right in the middle of somebody saying something funny, you go, jazz, jazz break. break. Oh, <laughs> just give me some time. You know, um, we got another 50 minutes of recording or whatever. Isaac, how are you, how are you, how are you living? I'm all right. Uh, I spent much of my... Connor, he's not selling it. ...early week... Um, setting up and recording and editing a small video with my children, which was kind of a uh, fun callback to my training, which uh, I have not 
really used in the last mm, since I graduated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hanging in there, bud? Also, okay? I have bourbon right now. Okay. So that's good. What kind of bourbon are we drinking? Uh, I've got uh, some Wild Turkey 101. I was, I I was gifted several bottles of bourbon a, a while ago. Should I go get my bourbon? You should. With Xavier not here, this seems like adult beverage talk <laughs> is. It would seem the appropriate time. Can I ask you a personal question? Now would seem an appropriate time. So, I uh, I was gifted several bottles of bourbon a while ago, and the thing with getting several bo- bottles of bourbon at the same time is that you run out of several bottles of bourbon at the same time. Ooh. So uh, Did you I had to do an emergency bourbon run. And then all of a sudden, run. you realize they're all gone at the same time. That's a that's an amateur move. No, I didn't realize. One by they one, were... you got to drink them like an ice cube tray. <laughs> I mean, I I saw that it was coming, but I didn't have a chance to get to the liquor store in the amount of time it took me to finish off three bottles of bourbon. So uh, I had to go to the liquor store, and all they had that was like they they didn't have any of my uh, preferred bourbons. And I, and I like wild turkey. It's fine. So um, hmm. I, it's probably one of my... See, um, I have never had terribly expensive bourbon, and I kind of like to keep it that way because if I never drink the good stuff, then I'll always be satisfied with the cheap stuff. Like, wild turkey is probably in my top three or four bourbons. But you need you need the good stuff for like the fancy times for like the special occasions. You know you need to mark you need to mark the special times with the fan the fancy whiskeys. I just mark them with the regular whiskey and drink more of it. Like um, you you mark the mark the fancy times by quantity, not quality. Oh god, that is something you would say. And were it not for the fact that I haven't finished the twisted tea I already have in front of me, I'd crack another one open. Connor, <laughs> are you back with us? Oh yeah, no, I got my uh, Suntory whiskey. Ooh, Habiki. Little su- little Suntory. Is it the one with the faceted sides and the nice stopper? It looks like it, it could be a decanter when you're done with it. Uh, no, no. This is um this is the one with the uh square sides. Uh, rectangular sides, the black stopper. Ooh, love it. Um, uh, uh, call back to a previous episode. Did you uh see what I picked up this week, Connor? No. What'd you pick up? This I week? saw. I was pick- very jealous. Got a bottle of Blantons, buddy. You got a bottle of Blantons. Got a bottle of Blantons. With that grenade shaped. Grenade shaped faceted. Thing. Grenade shaped faceted sides. Yep. Got a little bottle yeah. of Blantons. That's going to be my, uh, that is going to be my Christmas Day tipple. Mm, tipple. Ooh. Tipple's Ooh. a good word. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's it, it's oh, almost no. vulgar, I just not poured quite. bitters on my mouse. Not Brian, my computer mouse. Right. Oh, that's I was, That was a question I was going to ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask if it was a euphemism. <laughs> That's a better question. No, I just—that's I mean, what the kids are calling it these days. I generally assume anything like that is. Oh, I got some bitters on my mouse. 
I can't do it anymore today. I mean, I guess if, like, I brought... If Brian came in... No. And kind of told nope. me a story nope. about how, nope. like, he done poured bitters on a mouse, nope. that we'd be talking something different. No. He'd be euphemizing, no. but I'm not. No, no, no. We don't need that. It's okay. Moving on. Move along. Move along. <laughs> Isaac, did we step on what you were saying? No. I wasn't saying anything important. I don't I don't even know what oh. I was saying. The magic and, and beauty of Isaac is that, like, not a matter of if, but, like, when you step on what he is saying, like, it's always a natural stopping point. That's true. That's fair. You know? And it's, it's kind of nice. I want my brother to stand in his power. I don't like this thing where we inherently trample on him. We're not trampling on him. He's not Xavier. Come on. I was just asking him how he was doing a minute ago. Yeah, I, I feel I feel seen and heard, and I wouldn't say loved, okay, but... Jay, I am straying from the jam jar for the whiskey. Mm. Um, I'm actually using a little gold rim teacup that my friend dropped off for me this week because uh, she had a special Christmas whereby uh, instead of having a big party, there was a big Zoom party and everyone made hot chocolate in the little teacups from that one same house. That Mm. sounds fun. Which were like mailed out or dropped off, depending. And she just wasn't about this teacup and wanted to like gift you, like re-gift you the teacup? No, I mean, I think like like 40 teacups left this house. Oh, there shit. were a lot of people on okay. the Zoom call. Was the, have you like thoroughly cleaned the teacup? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay, yeah. I was like real worried about that part of the story. No, no, I don't think that this is like a super spreader event. No, this is more like a, like a tradition that was able to happen with physical props but across space and time i mean people never think that they're part of a super spreader event right i guess i guess in two weeks you'll find out whether or not i was part of like a you're right isaac post office super spreader event you're right isaac the 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 tagline for super spreader event should be hindsight's always 2020 you know am i (laughs) right 2020 yeah exactly get the joke hindsight's 2020 tam 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 hindsight is 2020 tam 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 i came into this year with that joke jay we can't tam it because it was like open source tam Across like the dad averse, I tamed it, and the dad adjacent averse. I tamed which I it. Guess I am. Tam. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Tam tam tam. No, but twenty twenty has been such a shit year that like no one made the joke because it wasn't <sighs> for the you know. listeners. It's been a shit year for us. We are all in various states of being gainfully employed or independently wealthy. We feel really terrible that you're being ravaged by an awful disease, but we are all quite well. Can we please get back to talking about the costly beverages that we're all enjoying? Thank you, baby. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were. Would that it were. Would that it were. I gotta say, these annotated ruled pads fucking rock. This is some civilizational technology right here. The lavender Do you pads. know about, like, all the different kinds of note-taking, professional note-taking methods that are used by, like, 
not like students, but like people whose job it is, is to kind of like take notes quickly in an environment where that's needed. Fuck yeah, like, I did. like steganog- stenographers or whatever. I was gonna say yeah, steganographers. Yeah. Those are that's an entirely different thing. Steganographers. Oh yeah, no, they're they're sort of they have big bony plates on their backs and they stay hunched over at typewriters. No, you're thinking of stegosaurographers. That's also a different thing. I am 100% certain that Connor has a little miniature stegosaurus that he's going to bring back around for the show art because of this now. No, a ste- oh, yeah, do like you know what steganography is? I'm sure I do. Or like a little like scrap of note paper. Do you, do you know what steganography is? Wait, is there something called steganography? Oh, yeah. Yeah, steganography is like the uh, art practice... Um, the the uh, technology well, behind hiding things in uh, hiding hiding images or hiding hiding like text or cryptographic stuff or whatever within another Connor, within an think image like the Da Vinci Code and shit like that. Oh no, Isaac. I mean, are you talking about like like it looks like it's a random string of text, but it actually has like a hidden message because it's not. He's not, no, it's like an he's image. He's not playing in the same space that you and I are playing in. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, Isaac, are you saying, like, you're talking, like, cryptography? And... He's talking about cryptography. So we're playing we're playing in a sandbox, and he's in a bouncy castle. I like, like bouncy we're talking about We're talking about note-taking, and he's talking about, like, fucking cryptography. No, 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 no. Isaac, you're wrong here, because note-taking and cryptography are the same, right? I mean... The, the, the sand castle is just, like, made out of infinite bouncy castles kind of stacked on top of each other, or whatever <laughs> metaphor you were trying to use there, right? Like, it's actually just a matter of scale, uh, you know, encoding that you are sending an encoded message is Wait, itself part of the art of you encoding said I, a message. You said Isaac was wrong, but it sounded like you were saying I was wrong, and maybe you deliberately said I was, Isaac was wrong so that it would soften the blow of me actually being the one who was wrong. So can we litigate this here for a second? Who's wrong? Who's right? But Isaac's correct. You're in the wrong. Um, you're, you're in the wrong in saying that these are two different things. Okay. Isaac, I think... Okay. is correct, though we never let him speak it. Shots but, and fired. And also, he didn't let himself speak it. Shots fired. That, um, That's fine. Shots fired. It's gonna be no, a I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give, like, a broader unified vision of this space, which is that, like, everyone's right. That, hmm. that doesn't seem right. I don't think everyone can be right. Oh, okay, so no. Connor tries to come to your rescue and say that I'm wrong and you're right, and then you just fucking splash water in his face and say that you don't think that that is right. So you're in a pickle yeah. here, Yeah, it's, bud. It's not the uh, first time, won't be the last. See, and I think this is the real dilemma when it comes to having these like three-person uh, episodes is that there's inherently kind of like a two-against-one dynamic that develops regardless of who's speaking to whom about what. Uh, so simply no, by having... No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I mean, I'm always against everybody. So it's just shades of people being with or against me. Right, and now we're back to Labyrinth because, like, we really are just kind of who's lying and who's telling the truth. Who, who, who now <laughs> oh, will claim... I have made who that. Who of the brothers will claim that they are not the problematic <laughs> I brother? I <laughs> I'm telling the truth. He's lying. I'm telling the truth. I'm very confused. 
Never got it either. <laughs> Isaac so I'm is also confused. not using the Isaac uh, hurt himself in jar. his confusion. It's like the Psyduck of the brothers. I, I'm not using the uh, jam jar either. Uh, well, I sort of am. I'm not using a quilted jam jar because my 11-year-old has decided that she now is going to drink everything out of quilted jam jars after seeing me. And mm, so mm, uh, I have a non-quilted jam that's, jar. That's problematic. Okay, question. How many jam jars, quilted jam jars, do you have in your house? We have two quilted, one not quilted, and one that is quilted but has a uh, jam sticker on it that I have not been able to clean off. <sighs> okay. That I'm aware of. Okay. We might have more. Okay, I'm gonna drop a link in the show notes for you. You know how I know about steganography? I finally remembered this. You know how I know about this? How do you know about this? I know about this because of the album Year Zero by Nine Inch Nails. Hmm. In 2007, Nine Inch Nails released an album called Year Zero, which was about a post-apocalyptic future. The album was released by them taking a whole bunch of people on buses, making them wear masks, taking them to a dark room full of, like, fences, and having a big rock party. So they pretty much, like, presage 2020 pretty well, except for, like, the rock party part. It's actually just a detention center in, like, real life, mm. and it's not, like, a big cool party. Mm -hmm. But as part of their sort of crazy hidden message campaign, one of the things that I ended up doing was taking an audio file of theirs, putting it into like a spectrograph generator and finding the creepy hand coming out of the sky, reaching down towards me image that was like embedded in the leaked album. This sounds terrifying. It was fucking crazy. Right? But I was like, the code is, like, the message is the code. The code is the message. Like, I can't help but hear the music and interpret it as the future. And it was like, I, I don't know. I was on some, like, college newosphere, uh, you know, like, peak oil shit. So it was, like, right in line with where I was thinking hmm. 13 years ago. Hmm. Sorry, what were we talking about? Jam I'd love a link if you could provide one to the different types of uh, notation that you're talking about. Um, I am trying to find one, but I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to. Oh, here, hold on. You can edit this out. It doesn't matter. I just, I know what you're talking about. I just can't find like a good link. I've also been uh, running support for a European colleague who was finally taking some time off. So I've been doing a lot of uh, technical support where I have to uh, copy and paste from Google Translate to um, figure out what a lot of Dutch people are saying. So that's been fun. What are Dutch people saying? 
Um, mostly. You got a finger on that pulse, baby. What are they saying? Talk I mean, to us. I guess uh, it's a finger on the dike, right? Because it's whoa! Hold on. Dutch people understand oh. that joke. No, 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 no. We don't have any. Dutch I'm referring listeners. to the landforms that hold water oh, back, right? Because God. the entire country is. And there's a classic story <laughs> about a little kid who has to like put his. Finger in this the has dike been. Are we doing this? <laughs> Dutch people totally understand that this is. Queer people probably also understand that this oh. is a joke about landforms. Friends, oh boy. if this is our last episode, this is probably be why. judicious in your editorial process this week, Connor. Do you not know about the word dike? I know like all dam? about it, bud. I do. Let's putting your finger in a dike is like. Oh a my god! Stop saying pastime. It's complete. It's a harmless thing to do. It's how you. It's part of civics, right? It's like a good deed. Oh my god. Gotta hold know, this, the ocean back. This Dutch oh guy god. is talking about Molly, so I don't know. Maybe. Wait, what? What? How are you doing? Wait, what? Molly, like, Mo- Molly... Oh, what the fuck does Molly even stand for? Uh, well, in this case, Molly is a I think primarily European uh, payment processor. <laughs> okay. Okay. What is, what, what is... You broke, the podcast <laughs> I think I broke Connor. We need a, re- no, you both with, with fucking putting a finger in a dike and Molly, we need, we need a reboot. We need a, we need a hard reboot. Right, yeah, we, we, we are <laughs> yeah, leaving edit, the kind of, like, the last European... three minutes out. <laughs> either, like, the European civic space or, like, the European club scene, depending on kind of where your mind at was during this conversation, whether it was in the gutter or, like, the Hague. My mind is Uh, always in the gutter. My mind kind of straddles between the gutter and the Hague, and I like it. Straddles. Okay, I, I I knew this day might come. I did not know that it would arrive so soon. Connor? Hope you're not mad at me for this one because it's going to require a little extra effort on your part. But, um, um, Isaac? Yes. Isaac? Yes. Welcome to the Richmond Lounge. Hmm. I feel out of place. Can we get our friend a drink, please? We'll take a grand bowl under three glasses. Caviar for two, toast for four, please. Thank you. Ah, yes. For Christmas. No, Oof. no, nope, nope. Just the, just the three of us. Just the three of us. Ah, just the three of us in our beverages. Just bring him through the front door. That's the easy thing to do. It's the Richmond Lounge. 
Isaac. I Shan- can see me now on Christmas morning, creeping down the stairs. I had to. Uh, oh, what joy and what surprise when I opened up my eyes to see my hippo hero just standing there. I, yeah, I thought we could just see ourselves out in the Richmond only a hippopotamus will do. That's all the words. The rhinoceros. I only like hippopotamuses. And hippopotamuses like me too. Speaking of children's Christmas songs, my... Uh, my six-year-old, my six-year-old, pulled. He sat up in his bed. He had a wiggly tooth, and he sat up in his bed for like forty-five minutes, and we weren't really sure what was going on. And eventually, he called us in, and he was surrounded by a pile of bloody Kleenexes, and he had yanked his loose tooth out. So now he really doesn't have any front teeth for Christmas. Oh. What? So what he can't get out with? His fingers. That's, that's how you get rid wow, of a tooth. Wow, hardcore. Yeah, that's how you get rid of a tooth. You just get in there. You just get you, in No, there. no, no, no. That's why you use the, mm, that's door what the Kleenex door jam does to get, like, no, grip. No, no, no. That's, 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 nah. That's, that's, that's nothing. Nobody does that. No. You get, you just I, get in I there. I did that. And you're fucked up. No. You just get in there with your fingers. You rip that baby out. That's, that's why you use the Kleenexes. You get, like, a better grip on the tooth. Because teeth are slippery, you know? You don't think about it. Well, but stick your you hands know, in somebody's my, mouth and grab onto their teeth and see what happens. My parents used to, to uh, give me apples. And you just keep biting out. Oh, you got a loose tooth, one apple. My my you children know? won't <laughs> eat apples when they have um, loose teeth. They just won't do it. I'm I'm just curious. I want to do a quick round robin. I think this is good. This is good. Um, Foley, Folly, Felly, whatever the fuck you want to call it, for Xavier not being here because it would take hours. But um, like, let's just do a quick round robin. Let's talk about favorite Christmas jams. Connor, you started us off with Hippopotamus for Christmas. What else? What else you got? What are good your top three? Fodder, good, good fodder. For... Just fucking, just answer the fucking question. Right, got it, what are your okay. top two or three no, favorite I just, Christmas precision songs? Precision in language is important. Don't don't mind. Fuck it. Just give us your give us your top two or three favorite. Well, uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Okay. Um, the cold song, uh, which is like an old Renaissance play song thing sting did a cover of it on his winter christmas album oh god uh i think feliz navidad okay like the kind of 90s uh remake of the pop you know oh no it's like half in spanish half in english okay um Isaac, feliz navidad. okay and then like the dude jumps into i wanna wish you a i wanna wish you a merry christmas I wanna be you, I'm a. Is that problematic? Oh, that was that. Mm. 
I no, think thank you, sir. You're straying from like right on the money into like real deeply problematic. <laughs> okay. We'll chalk that up. We'll chalk that up to like white men trying to sing. Okay. And not so Isaac. Okay, so can you put your three in the show notes? We we're putting all these in the show notes. Uh, Isaac, what would you say your three favorites are? Um, I am looking for a playlist that I had at one point called Christmas music that doesn't suck. Um, because. By and large, I really don't like Christmas music. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing this playlist. I wonder what happened to it. I have a Christmas playlist, but that's not the right one. Um, I, I, think, I cannot you know, stand Christmas music outside of the season, but mm, like today, that is a good, I felt you know, this, is, this is a good heart, question, Connor. I felt Christmas kick in, Connor? and I was like, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Like, in the middle of the room for no reason at, like, 7 in the morning. Connor. I love it. When does the Christmas season start? This is a round robin I can get behind. You know, I mean, like, I believe that Christmas should never, ever start before, like, December 10th-ish. You know? Mm, that's, that's late. Thanksgiving is, like... Thanksgiving is like hey 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 hey, then... hey 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 cut this shit out you're both being Xavier right now we're talking about our top two or three favorite fucking Christmas songs we'll Connor you had your question, turn you shut the Jay. fuck up Isaac what are your top two or three favorite Christmas songs we're gonna get through this all right my top three Christmas songs are oh God I hate Christmas music though um I guess. Charlie, the like the the whole Charlie Brown album, the okay. Vince Guaraldi trio, okay. Guaraldi, okay. whatever, um, the Mannheim Steamroller, Care of the Bells, okay, thing. These are good. That's a good one. And then, um, I think, yeah, everything else sucks. Okay, I like a good King Wenceslas. It's a good jam. I like uh, John Sakata's cut of Oh Holy Night. Um, and then I would say, last but not least, I like um, I like Jingle Bell Rock. Oh God, why? Whoa! What no, the Jingle fuck Bell Rock is wrong with some... Jingle Bell Rock? It, it you, you only really get one <clears throat> Jingle Bell Rock per year, you know, and then it's bad. Yeah, again. like. I can get behind, like, a lot of these songs, like, once or twice. The problem Wait, is that Isaac, most of them we, get played you... once or twice an hour, and that's that's a problem. Okay, yeah. I, Isaac, are you suffering... Are you already and now acutely suffering Christmas fatigue? I... Here on December 17th, like, a solid eight days before the event. Um, only Have you acquired that... all of your Christmas gifties? Only in the sense that no, don't don't I, don't ask too many questions, Jay. You're oh, doing fuck. what you just hated on fuck, us doing. I, I only am back. suffering Christmas fatigue in the sense that um, I have been suffering Christmas fatigue for years. Ooh. Um. I usually when it's so, uh, Christmas season starts the day after Thanksgiving at the earliest. That's when you put up the tree. That's when it is acceptable to play music. That usually has typically meant that on the day after Christmas, if we're at home, or I mean the day after Thanksgiving, if we're home, or like that weekend, I find a book and a 
whole bottle of bourbon or mm. maybe wine Ooh. and uh, some headphones. First thing in the morning, I get out the totes of Christmas things. I carry them upstairs and then I lock myself away and don't come out until things are decorated because the disruption of like normalcy is bad enough without all of the like mess of the decorating process. And so uh, that's just, it's something I kind of just can't handle right now and haven't been able to for several years. So I um, hide. Hmm. 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 Learning a lot about hmm. myself today. That, that, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. My, my hmm. family hmm. did I... big, like we had, when I was growing up, my, we lived in a house that was built in like 1901 and moved in the 20s. And it was a big old Victorian house. And my parents went all out. I want to say at one point we had something like 40 Rubbermaid totes of Christmas decorations. What? 40 fucking totes? Yeah. Um, there That's were awesome. totes oh, full of different Santas. There were totes full of Christmas village houses. Right, you gotta have your there Santa table, totes right? Full Which has a whole bunch Santa of table. Santas. We had Santa rooms. It was it was <laughs> fucking... Santa rooms. God, it was a. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think any love of Christmas, specifically the decorations and maybe maybe the music to a certain degree, although I think some of the music stuff happened later on. Um, but I think the love of decorating for Christmas was probably driven out of me as like a child to teenager. Um, Hmm. because there was just, it was just so much. It was too much. I've only done this. This is this dear listeners, the 30th episode of this podcast. Happy 30th. Um, I, I've only done this once before, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. This is number two. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the Babe Ruth, you know, bat to the outfield, called shot. And I'm going to say, Isaac, I, I, I think this could be a good Christmas for you. I think this is going to be a good one. I sure hope so. I mean, it that would not be in keeping with the rest of the year. I mean, no, for well, no, no, not no. for me, but for like our listeners. Mm. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that I should make that uh, really explicit that uh, that you know my year has been great, but I understand that for a lot of people it hasn't, and uh, that you know it'd be out of keeping with that if this Christmas was great. We hmm. still have to Christmas shop. Ugh. All of it. Mm, not all of it. All of it Ooh, at, oh like, God, for my kids. God. Oh, God. Oh, don't, <clears throat> don't, don't put that burden on yourself. You know? Just, uh, just let it go. <laughs> hmm. You know, okay, so, so I just got done telling you that we put up 40 buckets of decorations for Christmas each year uh, when I was growing up. Also, and I, I feel like this is... Um, stands in opposition to that in some way there were several years that my father would we, we would go to bed on christmas eve and in, in our house christmas presents um were not put out under the tree ahead of time they, they came out overnight 
um, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. There were multiple times where uh, we would go to bed and my dad would then go to the store and buy Christmas presents. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild. It, oh, God. Like, I had, I, I, I will my parents had Christmas, that's the a Christmas tree fall down like two or three times in, during my childhood. It's fucking awesome. I, Were they just like bad at engineering like the tree base? It's a different that... time. Fuck you. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the technology. We didn't have the technology that we have now. We had the rickety, you know, red thing with the bl- with the green, you know, feet. And I think my my dad ultimately got like a like a like a f- like a four foot by four foot thing of you know like you know like a board that he would like screw it into and then screw it through the carpet like into the floor wait your in the dad screwed your tree yeah. into the ground into the into the like, oh morning? yeah oh yeah mom still lives there it's the childhood home how yeah. did your mom feel about this i don't know i don't know we didn't have the fucking technology that we have now <laughs> <laughs> So my my Christmas traditions uh, really got Christmas traditions kind of like well so like in 2015 when I had the whole heart surgery thing and then uh, like <laughs> later when some other stuff happened it kind of like nuked all of my Thanksgiving and Christmas stuff because like that was all kind of like hospital time uh, for that whole year so like. Uh, yeah, it went from like every Christmas memory is very good to like all of these Christmas memories are poison because like these ho- holidays are terrible. Oh, Connor, so can I please to, <clears throat> just say something? I'm trying to rebuild. Oh, go ahead. Real, real quick. I laughed back there, and I, I, I wasn't laughing at like your, you know, flashback to like surgery. I was laughing because you like mentioned like christmas traditions and i was literally primed in that moment to do one of these and then you started and it would have and it would have dovetailed it would have dovetailed precisely with you diving into talking about like you know the the like the the horrific like surgery that you endured oh yeah man well and i would have been like an even bigger monster than i normally am so that's why i like laughed i was thinking jay you dodged a fucking bullet on that one Yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, so, I mean, you got to understand, Jay, this all fits in with my master plan because my new Christmas traditions, people might call them a little bit twisted what are you doing that's not true at all they're very wholesome what are you gonna do what are your plans for this christmas they're just unorthodox oh every christmas eve and this ended up being kind of like a decade-long family discussion that became like a real fucking like un diplomacy thing where finally we came to this agreement that became the tradition which is Everyone gets to open one present on Christmas Eve. Oh, we do that in my the family too. Other, the other people go into another room as like a conclave or send that person out of the oh. room and they kind of like do a little internal bidding war where they discuss what that person's one present should be for the evening and like volunteer 
a present that they got that they think would be good for the evening so present. We have um, some... And then the person comes back in and they get to open that present. Okay. And we do this for all of the people. Uh, and what those presents are for is they're always useful the evening of Christmas because it's too hard to go to sleep. So it's just like bourbon. Right. So and... the gift will be like a book mm-hmm. or whiskey or a video game. Fentanyl. Or, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. A couple spliffs. MDMA. A couple spliffs. Molly. <laughs> Turns out that MDMA and Molly are the same thing. I didn't know that until tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, well, because I knew that MDMA couple, was started, couple started with methyl something. couple pinched doses of laudanum. I always thought that Molly <laughs> meant... Like Molly Badia, but I just looked at the Wikipedia article in light of our earlier conversation. Now I know that MDA and Molly are the same thing. I didn't know. I want to briefly. They're also the same as ecstasy. I thought or ecstasy. Ecstasy. How do people pronounce that? Yeah, I. Uh, we do a similar thing in my family, except rather than um, vying for whose present gets opened, uh, we just it was uh, mm. the presents from siblings to siblings can get mm-hmm. opened on Christmas Eve. Oh, I guess it's not a vying for whose presents get opened on the night before. It's more of like a which one, like an open conversation. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like fucking like you don't want the Xbox like to, to be opened up Christmas Eve. But like it's, Connor was saying, like the right, book, right. like the book, you know, maybe the little like the little thing of chocolates, you know, to go, you know, yeah, like that, I guess that's... the point. The point of the the point of the tradition is that it turned from being kind of an unhealthy conspiracy. Uh, to like a healthy conspiracy. So it's over the decade, not right? Like the it went from being like, I really want to open a present early, and I want to just like massively guess about which one I should open. To like, no, 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 the family's gonna gang up on you to like pick the right thing to entertain you this evening, so that you have like wholesome presents tomorrow. We have to go back. We ha- we failed in a very big way. We have to briefly go back um to Christmas songs. We all shared our top two or three favorite Christmas songs, but did we did we finish Isaacs or did we I stop? Don't know. I'm not I sure. Remember, Connor, the edit were... is in your hands. But I think we forgot to acknowledge <laughs> we forgot to acknowledge the one true, like 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 champion of like Christmas music, like the apotheosis, like the paragon, the best Christmas song in the history of christmas music and that is of course is it is it is it david bowie and bing crosby singing little drummer boy together on television not even close it's wham's Mm. last christmas last christmas no god no please fuck no very next day i feel like you gave it away god i'm gonna just fucking this Save me from tears. So I'll bad. give it to someone special like Isaac. Like this, this Isaac. Don't worry. So, this will also so be a part of of the episode where I will edit your son into the conversation, going no, 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 no. Okay, no. wait, wait a sec. I want to. I'm not saying the show's going to be over, but I just want to. But uh, there will be an after show. We can have a little chat. But I just wanted to bring. I had. I at the, so at the top of the show, I talked about. I wanted. I was. I, I. I'm conscientious, right? I wanted to try to think about things we could discuss that Xavier wouldn't miss, right? 
Okay. Right, but then you subverted that and only discussed stuff that he would be real, you know, crufted about missing. Oh, yeah, fuck, of course. So, all right, so the thing I wanted to kind of just see out, like, the general show on was an article that I was reading uh, the other day because I found myself at an absolute loss. I was just thinking, like, as a hypothetical, like a like a fun thought experiment, like... You know, what if I did just go ahead? It's been a few. It's been a while. It's been many years. What if I gave uh, Kindle technology another try? So I found this article from Wired from September of this year called <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying Xavier's Kindle. Xavier's gonna be so so <laughs> angry at you. He is gonna Jesus, spin so out. He's gonna do a three hundred and sixty degree spin on a highway and, um, in yeah, rage. You know, it's a good a article. Snowstorm. It's from Wired. Looking it's at these show notes. Oh my so, god! So anyway, you're um, gonna blow up is, his phone. This has been. Are we doing this? A weekly podcast with three internet friends that have very little idea of what they're doing. Your hosts have been Connor, Isaac, and Jay. Xavier's in a ditch. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
is that there was a state law that changed and uh, the sidewalks all became private property, right? So mm-hmm. the city doesn't actually yeah. own any of the sidewalks and has no it. power to provide ongoing maintenance, whether that's assaulting or like a scraping, you know? Like it's not their stuff. It's private stuff. But they only have the teeth of being able to fine you like $100 an incident, but they only really have enough building inspectors to like issue those. In practice, they never issue those fines. And so like the sidewalks are just a wild west of like who gives a shit and who doesn't. Oh, yeah. Connor, can I give you some fun thought technology on how I um, Only after we give to... a pause for Isaac to respond. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. I mean, at least you have sidewalks. Boom. Fair point. Ooh, am I right? Jay, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, and some yes. fun thought technology on how I um, survived learning how to drive a uh, manual transmission vehicle in Pittsburgh in the winter in Lawrenceville on hills. Um, fun technology. You might have a more impressive learning how to drive manual story than me because I learned in San Francisco on hills. Okay. So only in the winter, really. But, um, you know, parallel parking, you know, on, on whatever, you know, street you're on. Yeah, yeah. Emergency Um, But, uh, no, no, no. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my friend, you're so sophisticated. Throw on your forehands. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Throw on your forehands to, like, work the clutch. You're trying to get to the restaurant. You're already late. You're fucking sick. You're trying to accelerate up. Gone out. Yeah, fuck that. No. I just, like... I would put it in neutral. I'd slowly ease into the back bumper or the front bumper of the car in front or back of me. And I would just go ahead and skedaddle from yeah, there. That sounds Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's what bumpers are for. That's, they're for that's other bumpers. That's what bumpers are for. It's right there in the name. Yeah. It's like, no, the that's... Fu- it's like there's fucking eight inches of snow on the ground. Like, because of the plows, there's fucking 14 inches of snow. How the fuck am I going to get out of here? It's like, I know. You know what? There's a fucking Silverado behind me. I'm just going to slow roll it back to this you know, guy's chrome bumper. A couple of years ago, we had so much snow in the winter. Well, they're precious in the and not in the cities. Jay, in the rural areas, they're I, precious. I see Jay is being extremely precious about his vehicles. Oh, my, my vehicles at all times look like they like if you if you showed up right now at my house and you said time to inspect the garage um all of my vehicles would look like they had just come off the showroom floor at all times that's um children will eventually strip that from you no they won't i got plans for that i guarantee you unless you have a vehicle that children are not allowed in Mm-hmm. You oh well, I'll have one of those of too. I'll have a couple of those, but chiefly, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just very careful about taking care See, of. See, you're gonna have that vehicle right up until your like 17 year old daughter lets her boyfriend drive it into a ditch. <laughs> you know, and you do trust your children, but they are idiots. <sighs> a couple of years ago, we had so much snow that. Um, our street like they couldn't push it far back far enough back into the yard so like they had to come and do like 
an extra pass to dig out half the street because we were down to like just barely over one lane in our in our in our drive like you couldn't you couldn't two cars couldn't drive down the road at the same time it was mm. um like a brit like like you're, like you're in the the lake district yeah of england <sighs> so jay are you really gonna get a kindle in this in this economy like y'all think it's still a thing for like a, uh, a gal to say to a guy or a guy to say to a gal while driving like you know a teen you know, like a sweaty, like 16, 17 year old teen to like look over to like their co-pilot and just go, hey, want to know what it feels like to go 100 miles an hour? Oh, I think that's appropriate <laughs> long after you're a teenager. Mm, no, I think 100 MPH is like a teenager thing, because after that, it's just like you've only gone 150. You haven't lived until you've gone 210 on like a on like a deserted like on a deserted airport runway. Oh well, so I guess you guys have like not engaged in the world of adult dating in the way in which I have engaged in the world of adult dating. But it turns Can you try out, go 100 miles an hour. Well, you got to be downhill with a tailwind, but yeah, absolutely. It's a tailwind. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's got five gears. It can go fast if it really wants to go fast. It kind of starts Isaac, to get a bit of like a shimmy around eighty-five miles an hour, and it really feels. Isaac, has the has the Subi or has the Subi or the Odyssey? When was the last time the Subi or the Odyssey have gone a hundo? A hundred? Never. Yeah. I did, however, get my I got my 1991 Plymouth Acclaim to like 117 once, which was as high as it would go. Mm-hmm. And it was either 117 or 127. It, but I can't imagine that car could go 127, so it has to have been 117. And that was fucking terrifying. That car should not have been going that fast, and. Also, I should not not have been going that fast at about 9 in the morning on a Northwoods road in the fall when, like, it's prime deer jumping out in front of you season. Jay, I got a PT Cruiser to go 120 miles an hour. Oh, you, that's right. No, you got a PT PT Cruiser Cruiser to say it was going 120 miles an hour. It was a pretty incredibly bad car. The way that that car left my hands was that I was the chauffeur for an old Jewish lady for like a year in the PT Cruiser, and it, the um, the power steering in the front of the front wheels went out, and I mm-hmm. took it to Pep Boys, and they tried to fix it oh, three times. Oh, don't take it to Pep Boys over the course of three weeks, and it was so insane. But also, Pennsylvania law is so good mm-hmm. to the auto uh, yeah, person. No, 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 no. Pennsylvania's law is like a racket for you, the customer. You can demand parts, right? You can straight up say, give me the parts that, like, give me my old parts and, like, show me the stuff that you put in. You know, like, you mm. can get real crazy with them. Um, right. That Pet Boys ended up having to, like, send the car by tow truck back to a Chrysler dealer so that they could reinstall the whole drivetrain from factory stock. And then they had to pay the dealer, which they ended up doing by taking a taxi with a bag full of money 
from their bank out to Monroeville. <laughs> oh my god. Because I was just like, I paid you guys to repair this. I paid you four figures to repair this. I paid that a month ago. I would like my car back and I would like it with the repairs that I paid for. And they were like, we don't know how to do our job. <sighs> I feel like <laughs> maybe that was a mob front. Okay, so I think we can all agree that this has been a, a really challenging, or this will be a really challenging episode for Connor to edit. But I, oh, this I'm will be asking, a breeze. I'm not asking. I'm not asking my brothers to join in. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm a little. I'm a little misty. It's the it's the sparkle candle Christmas holiday time. And Is it because I, we sang the hippopotamus song together? It could be. We sang a lot of Is songs that what together. Pushed you, it know, over? you know, you know, singing does to me. You know, it gets me all. You know. Mm-hmm. So no, I thought. I thought here's a good way to end it. Another round. Ra- another round robin. We all up for it? Man, another you're such robin. an ender, man. I'm an ender. I'm ending it. Okay. I'm gonna go first. Uh, this time I'm gonna go first. Usually I, I can't assign finish unless he goes first. Go first. Yeah. But um, Jay can't finish gonna... until he finishes first. <laughs> um no i think a good way to round out this episode is i think we should all go around and we should uh i think we should all say something about our dear brother uh xavier that we like and admire and i will start us off and i will say that uh, i think that xavier is well well ahead of himself uh, in terms of years, uh, and I think that he is generous, and I think he is giving, and I think he is caring on a level that is well, well beyond uh, the typical person of his age, and I admire that about him, and I think about myself when I was his age, and I think that I wish that I had one-tenth of the empathy and understanding that he has now. So Do you still got, wish for I'd... that much empathy and understanding, Jay? Or have you, like, given up on ever being an empathic person? Just shut the fuck up and answer the question. All right, we're doing round <laughs> robin here, fucking jackass. Okay, I mean, you go next. We did this. Okay. We did a whole fucking episode okay, about this, Okay, you go Jay. next. Fine. Now you Jay, fucked up. Now you episode. fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You fucked up now. You Your are turn. showing Say this something lack nice of about empathy. Xavier. Oh, you, got you it, misunderstand, got it right Jay. Out there. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. Uh, Jay, Jay's putting his lack of empathy, like, right out there. Oh, you yeah. look a fucking watery snail, just like. Can you let Connor say something nice about Xavier, and then it'll be your turn last? Jay, you got to understand, kind of like uh, Bruce Banner in the Avengers movie, in the way that he's always angry. I'm always ready to give compliments to people, so like I Sweet. did not fuck up. I'm just like okay. I have this in hand. Xavier is like a much better man at where he is now than I was at like OPSEC, OPSEC, whatever teen year he is still in. And yeah, like what a badass dude. He's like holding down a job and like trying to like deal with girls in a way that actually is kind of like adult and healthy and not kind of like terrified and uh, distant. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I mean like our brother's got a shit going on. I'm like really proud to, to rep for 
for like the Eau Claire, Eau Claire crew, you know, Eau Claire gang, mm-hmm. Eau Claire gang. Isaac, what do you got? I'm trying to remember what I said last time we did this. They call it. Oh, you can't squeak. come up with an original the kids thought. Are it no, uh, I want to make sure I don't. Can't come up with an original thought. Jay, you misunderstand. You misunderstand. I want to make sure I don't say the same thing again. It's cheese curds, <sighs> you know. The kids are fucking donut squeak. season. Mm. <laughs> no, Xavier. He's he's a. Uh, see, the thing is, Jay, you went and you spent. I want to say nine or ten minutes on yours, which doesn't really leave a lot for Connor and I to say without repeating you. Because I could say he's kind and generous, but you already said that. And you, if I oh, say that, like then the room you'd be was like, full of kind of Xavier oxygen, a... and right, Jay kind of used up all of the, the Xavier oxygen, and now me and Isaac are just gasping for whatever Xavier oh particles we can smash God. together. Leave it to Isaac to fuck up trying to give a compliment. Oh my God. No, Please. he's 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 complimenting you. It's like a meta compliment. He's actually kind of fusing a bunch of like whatever remains of kind of like the Connor compliment particles because no one ever tells me anything about how nice I am into J compliments because he can't find any Xavier compliments. Because you took Here's, them all. You, you took a bunch of them, but you didn't take all of them. Here okay. is what, what I will got? say. Here's what I'll say. Xavier is kind and generous, and he also asks quite often, like, hey, I have this thing that I'm interested in buying. What, w- what would you get? Is this a good idea? Whatever. Wh- whether that's in public or in private, he'll, he'll say that. And oftentimes, through the course of that conversation, he will realize that maybe making that purchase is not the wisest decision at that time. And that's okay, something that a lot of like a lot of people really never learn that. Um, I, I like that because I've never learned that. Because I like have always just like, oh, like I see the thing I want and I get it. Oh. You know? You take the. So he's ahead of me. The, you take the marshmallow. Uh, well, well, you know, I'm I'm a capitalist. You know, I see something, I buy it. I you know keep the economy chugging along. Where so he's a, he's ahead of me in in so far as that's concerned. Yeah. So that's that's that would be that would be my uh, primary Xavier compliment. Gentlemen, gentlemen, Connor, Isaac. Yes. This has been the after show of our goodbye. A weekly podcast with four internet friends that have no idea what they're doing. Hosts have been Connor, Isaac, Jay, and our fourth brother, whom we miss dearly, Xavier. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.